But when you start following people and you're seeing like their successes come a lot faster, it's like, okay, cool. Like if you do this for a year, you should be able to have, you know, full on business who are successful, super profitable, you know, all your systems down and everything is all, is all Gucci and like all this stuff. Some people can figure out how to, to do it. And it is, those are usually the exceptions. And I think seeing like, oh yeah, this person did it in six months. It's great. It's like, well, we all got to do it in six months. We got to do it in a year. So then um, I think everyone just has their own timeline. And I think that's the biggest thing I, I got. You are listening to the Surviving Entrepreneurship Podcast with your host, Mac Mwosu. This is the podcast where leading professionals and experts answer questions about business, marketing, and branding. He shares his journey into entrepreneurship and provides the best quality information available on all aspects related to entrepreneurship. Don't forget, if you like the podcast, please rate, subscribe, leave a review, and share. Comments and questions are always appreciated. Let's get into today's episode. All right. So we are here with Dr. Andrew Tran, known as Mr. Physio Memes. Um, He's been a big part of my journey as far as helping me with um, some some informal and formal coaching. So it's just been an exciting opportunity to have him here to talk to you guys. Had it all from Instagram, social media, to e-com, to just a bunch of different things. Like, he's just, <laughs> like, he's everywhere. Uh, I have to nail him down. Like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> so, on that note, Andrew, go ahead and tell us, like, what's going on with you? What's your passion right now? Yeah. So, appreciate sure you having me on, Mac. And, like what you had said, I uh, have been doing a lot over the past few years, whether it's like e-com, with Instagram, and all that stuff. But my passion and all that ties into one thing, because for me, as a background, I am a physical therapist. Honestly, when I got into PT school, when I was a new grad, and just people just don't know what we do as physical therapists, right? You know, you're a PT as well. And so we always get that, like, oh, you guys are personal trainers and massage therapists. Um, so with that, I was like, instead of complaining all the time, like, what can we do about this? And of like, how can we make this the shift better? So that's kind of like where I'm focusing now of like, I want other people to know what PTs do. And I really believe that it is, you know, we can go talk about like the, our, you know, our, the American Physical Therapy Association. We can talk about the governments. We can talk about like, you know, whoever's president at the time and like we're trying to get these laws passed. And I think that's, that is a great thing. But um, I think it really does start down from, from the ground up with each individual one of us and just being able to grow our own brand and being able to get out in front of more people. So my big thing is just helping people like grow their brands, working a lot with other entrepreneurs, growing their brand. And honestly, with um, ways of doing it is like I've done it with Instagram, being able to grow your audience and being able to get your messaging out there, have an engaged account, having, because the, the stronger your brand is, the more impact that you're able to have. You know, I've done e-com and all that stuff as well. And being able to use e-com, not just, oh, well, you have a cool shirt, but being able to get conversations started and be able to get to talk to you more and having people understand like, oh, shoot, like, like for my thing, because, you know, back behind me is, um, I can always backwards and out, it says make life humorous. And my big thing is just like, just trying to like, just, just have fun with it instead of just being so serious about, hey, this is what we do to show you not people's throats. So with my brand, is more of a humorous brand in trying to bring positive light as well of what we do. And I really believe that as each individual PT student and PTs and, you know, the PT businesses, if we are able to impact our community and them to understand what we do, like, you know, whatever happens up top as well. So that's just kind of where my big focus is on right now. Yeah, I, I see obviously how 
you're you're working you're doing the instagram stuff you're doing the social media stuff doing the e-com but like how how did you actually get started like talk me through who gave you permission to do this right how did you get started like how did you figure out okay i gotta do this first and do this second so where did that come from i'm like andrew aka physio memes and i think that's like my brand that kind of stuck with me and at first i was kind of like maybe it was an ego thing and i was kind of butthurt um about it I was like, man, y'all don't even know my name. Just you're the physio memes guy. But I was like, well, that's a brand. So like, I embraced it, you know, after like quite a few months of doing that. And I have my name and stuff on, like, on my profile now. Because at first, well, when I did start, I didn't um, put myself behind the brand. I literally was just posting memes on Instagram from like, I think 2016 was when like I had started the account and that was on a bunch of meme pages, like viral meme pages were, you know, popping up and there was nothing out there for physical therapy. So I was like, well, let me just create some, some of my own. Like my brain just thinks of memes and we recreate some memes and we reshare, we post some other people's stuff. So that's how it all started. And then about a year later, I was trying to look up some PT shirts because I was like, I'm a proud physical therapist. Let me find some shirts, some funny stuff that I can just rock. And uh, there was nothing out there at the time. So that's kind of how like, I started. I was like, well, I got this idea. And it was actually, the first thing was like my, um, I did a CrossFit competition and I created my own thing. So like it was a, it was during Thanksgiving. And I just remember like, we had to think of a funny name, like CrossFit, you know, team names and stuff. And just trying to be funny with it. So there's a thing called like a, like a Turkish get up. So I called it Turkey's get up and had a turkey instead of a kettlebell. So, and then like at that point, like I was like, all right, cool. So this is like the kind of the first thing. And people were like, oh, that's a funny shirt. Like, where'd you get that? And I was like, oh, uh, I created the shirt. So I was kind of proud of all that stuff. And I was like, well, let me, let me get one of those shirts. So that's kind of how it all started with, you know, with e-com stuff. And when I was doing that, was like, okay, cool. I can kind of make some money on the side here. So I was like, all right, cool. Like the way to grow this out to maybe make some more money. Let me just learn how to like grow my Instagram out like effectively. And that's kind of how like where like e-com, the Instagram stuff kind of came together. But yeah. That was good. Obviously the biggest thing here I'm hearing is you see a hole in a space. You see a, you see an area where you can, fill in in the market space. You take action, boom, you got it. Then you keep going and you see another hole and you take more action, boom, yeah. right? So I think that that's so important for a lot of people to understand and to learn is that like, you don't have to wait for someone to ask you. You don't have to wait for someone to give you permission, right? You see the space and you fill the space. And then, hey, maybe a year from now, two years from now, there's another space that you can fill because you've done all this background work. And I think that's, that's perfect. That's a perfect, like, lesson for a lot of people who are trying to become entrepreneurship and figuring out like what can i do how do i make money how do i do this but look you just start with your passions but you do what you enjoy and it'll come afterwards so what hurdles did you face as you were getting to the point where you're starting to build and you're starting to like as i fill the spaces that, that you find what were your biggest hurdles and challenges when i had started doing physios on the side it was supposed to just be like a side project it was supposed to be fun and I really didn't realize that I was helping grow. Like people started telling me that, uh, that I was helping grow the brand of the PT profession with what I was doing. And so I started having, I was like, oh, like people really don't know what we do. And this is a funny way of like doing that where there's memes and where there's funny shirts and stuff like that. You know, I just kind of put that back in my head. I was like, okay, cool. Like this is one way I can be active about the, the frustrations that I had before as a PT student. As a new guy PT, I was like, well, I can go back and, and doing this. Like at that point, one of the biggest hurdles that I had um, looking back at it now was, I think this ultimately changed like the pathway. Cause you know, I, I can't remember the quote, but like you're always like one decision away from a whole new life. 
And during this whole thing with Fizzymuse, I actually was learning how to open up my own uh, cash practice, uh, cash physical therapy practice. Cause like that, that was the way that people told us, I was like, this is always gonna be side hustle with your shirts, it's just me, whatever. And I was like, well, I use what I learned from what I knew to how to open up a practice with the marketing, consistency like, uh, with the branding and all, all that stuff and just serving people. And I was trying to grow, uh, start my own practice. And the part of the, one of the biggest hurdles early on was I was at a, you know, like a PT event for like marketing and business stuff. And all I remember was like, I was kind of like stuck in that, like fork in the road, which, which path do I take? Cause at the event, everyone's like, well, why aren't you going full force into physio memes? Well, and for me, I was like, well, I really want to go like full force into have our practice this thing on the side. So at that point it was literally just like a side hustle. I was starting this off and part of the biggest hurdle was like, in my head of knowing which path to take with that. And I decided at that time, or for Advanced 2018, so a couple of years ago of this recording, and it was, I was like, I'm gonna go in and start my cash practice, I'm gonna put physio memes on the side. And then the next week or two, I had like the worst, I've never had anxiety before. Like for real, for real anxiety. Like, I've had like stress and all this stuff, like PT school. I was like, I know what's gonna get through this, this is school and all this stuff. Like I, I've never experienced it. Like, what the hell is this? So I was having all this anxiety. I was like, I really want to do this, but this is going to like, I know how to, this is what I've been doing for a year. So like, that was probably the biggest hurdle, like making a decision. And then I like literally broke down and it was like, I didn't know what happened. I just started crying. And shit, this probably means I'm supposed to go through with physio memes. So I literally just made a Facebook live announcement like a week prior to that. And I was like, all right, y'all, like I'm going to open up and everything. And then I had to go back like, all right, just kidding. Y'all. I'm not doing this anymore. And I had to go back. I was like, I, I need to figure this out with, with physio memes. And that's kind of like what you said, like found a hole in the space. And at that same event was when people were asking me like, hey, can you do what you're doing for physios with your stores, like for my business? And that's kind of like, you know, where I started helping other, you know, entrepreneurs, PT businesses at that time to do their own e-com store. So perfect, that's probably perfect. the early on deciding like which, to go fully into this. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, sometimes it, you, you got to be beat over the head and you got to have those moments in the dark where you're like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. Not what everyone else is doing and not what everyone else tells me to do, right? You find your own spot and you go with it. So now what, what is a common myth about entrepreneurship or about essentially like that you've come around, you talk, you talk to a lot of people. I know you do because you're that guy, right? So what is a common myth you hear from people when they're trying to go out on their own that you would like to debunk? Man, I think, I don't know necessarily a myth, but just with social media, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm very guilty of this myself with seeing a lot of people's successes. And I try to share as much like everything in, you know, in between ups, downs, like, you know, I definitely like to celebrate my wins and stuff as well. But when you start following people and you're seeing like their successes come a lot faster, it's like, okay, cool. Like if you do this for a year, you should be able to have, you know, full, full on business who were successful, super profitable, you, figure, you know, all your systems down and everything is all, is all Gucci and like all this stuff. And I think it's just, some people like can figure how to, like, to do it. And it is, you know, like those are the, usually the like, exceptions. And I think seeing like, oh yeah, this person did it in six months. It's great. It's like, well, we all got to do it in six months. We got to do it in a year. So then, um, I think everyone just has their own timeline and I think that's the biggest thing I, I got because like there are a lot of people that started around the same time as me or even after me with you know certain things but also like as you heard like my story I've kind of pivoted a few times and even since then I've pivoted just a little bit 
as well. So I understand like when you pivot, it um, instead of going all in on one thing, uh, definitely can uh, limit of like where you want to go, right? With attention, I'm just very ADD with things. But I think the biggest like not necessarily like a myth, but like maybe it is, but like not like everyone has their own timeline and not seeing the fact that like in your first year, because you know you see those like Facebook ads like you coaching for me. First year, you can make you know you know seven figures and doing this funnel or something like that. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I definitely know what you're talking about. Um, we all have our own race. Everybody has to run their own race. Um, and we can't expect that my path and your path should be parallel, should be the same, the same speed. Because we're going to do our own thing in our own way, right? We can start from the same place in the same time. And it's going to go in a different path. And it doesn't mean you're a worse off person or right. you're not as good or you should, you know what I mean? Like you shouldn't be doing this just because you're a little behind. That's okay. That's yeah. just how, that's your race. You got to run your own race, right? All right. So um, what is like, as far as resources, because a lot of people get stuck on, I don't know how to do this. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to start. Right? What are some resources that help you along your path um, that you might say, hey, uh, for someone who's looking to start out, whatever they're trying to do, what would be some res- general resources that helped you out? Honestly, everyone who's listening, like, you know, different niches and entrepreneur uh, and business and all that stuff, they're, honestly, it's Googling or whatever search engine that you want to use uh, is a great resource. And I think it's, it's very hard to, especially in the internet age, to trust whoever. And like, just start following people. Like all the information you really, really need, if you dig deep enough, is probably out there in a somewhere for free, some way, shape or form. Um, but usually what people pay for is, you know, like the access and like just the, putting all together and to, to speed up the process, but just finding people, whether like whatever social media channels that you're on, whether it's Facebook, whether it's, you know, podcasting, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, uh, whatever it is, the resource is just going out and just finding like what you're looking for and just like following those people. And like, let's say you, you want to work with somebody who's like really, really big that you may not be able to afford or anything like that, but there's probably been people that they've taught and those people that they've taught and just kind of going down with it, like down the ladder, if you want to say. Um, it'd be just working with those people, which is probably the best, like I would say the best resources is finding who is like the person to, to go to in, in that area and just working with them. And I think that's the best resource of like, as I said, everything is out there in Google, but like working with that person who has been able to have success of where you want to be and like finding out the person where you want to be and go, go and work with them, hiring them or whatever it is. I think that makes complete sense because, you know, I, one of our friends has said, um, our mutual friends that says, you know, they put stuff out for free, but you pay for the condensed version. You, you know, you can go out and search for everything you want. It's all out yeah. there. There's not, there's no new knowledge being created, right? This right. world has been around so long that like, you know, everybody's either recycling or rewording or rephrasing or adapting. Right. or pivoting, whatever it is, but you just have to either, you know, if you can't afford to get, you know, to have someone looking over your shoulder, it's really important to go out there and search. Um, and right. I think sometimes searching for the information gives you bigger advantage because like you get to see other sides of things. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's definitely good advice. So what's one thing you wish you would have known at the beginning of your career, um, even like before PT school, that you, you wish you knew before PT school that you might know now? 
Well, that'd be dangerous to say I mean, before PT school. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, with, with all this, like, I grew up hating entrepreneurship, hating business, hating people. I want to say hate. I think we're like, like very disliking people who like big corporate companies, money, and all that stuff. It's just like what we're conditioned to kind of think, right? Because in PT school, I did not want to have a business at all. I graduated. I took a, a marketing business course for PTs. I was like, oh, I just want to learn, you know, some stuff here. Then I kind of opened my eyes uh, to things. But I think it's the biggest thing just telling my former self is like not really caring what other people think, especially like in a negative, like, you know, don't do this or don't do that or like whatever it is. If you want to do it, like it's almost a way to make money on, on, on anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I'm saying, you know, do, do it ethically, of course. But um, I think there's a lot of people that like tell you not to do anything. Like my parents don't really know and understand what I do. Like you're making memes, you're on Instagram, and you're, you know, making T-shirts. You got a fucking doctor degree. I was like, well, I'm doing this, and the, you know, like, I was like, never mind. Like, I was like, I can always try to like explain it, and then I just like just been quiet about it. But like, you know, most people can just come out of love. But I think the biggest thing is just try it. You know, like just try it. Because voice is the worst. It doesn't work. You know, you yeah. fail. Yeah, it's just, it's just you know. And, and you just pivot. If it doesn't work, yeah. you pivot, right? Yeah. You, just sure. go, yeah. you just go to the next thing. Um, that's so true. I mean, like, in your opinion, what would you say has been your biggest failure? And how did you, like, learn from it? Because you have mentioned, you know, you started one way, you pivoted, you moved this way, you moved that way. Right? You didn't just go on a straight path. You didn't just stick to one thing. But based basically from your whole journey, what would you say has been your biggest uh, failure? Yeah, the biggest failure, I would say, like I didn't even say this in the beginning, but when I was trying to open up my cash practice, I had actually failed, what, three times trying to open up practice with somebody else, trying to partnership some way, shape, or form. All three of them, I'm still good friends with, still talk to them, all, all, we all ended on good terms. And then, like, the fourth time was when I tried to do it myself. And I think that's, like, during that process, because I was fighting it so hard, I was like, well, in my profession, to be successful, you have to have a, a practice. You have to see cash paying people. You have to not say, like, and that was the only way. But there were people like, now looking back at it, I'm like, because I used to, you know, see that like, oh, if your insurance-based model, like it's unethical or it's, it doesn't work or you can't make money off of that. And I was like, I've just seen that like all sides work. And I think just like um, the big failure is like having to follow like the trend of like other people and just realizing like that wasn't it for me. And I think that was, because honestly, like I already had some clients on the side. And for me, like at that time, at this point, I, didn't, I couldn't figure it out. I, I didn't know how to figure it out fully because I didn't have a course or anything at that point to like show you how to make your own store and all that stuff. Ecom, I didn't have an Instagram course. I didn't have any of that, those other programs. And having the failure of trying to open a practice four times, I think is probably the biggest thing that was like, I just kept trying over and over and over again. And then realizing that my passion was over here the whole time with physio memes and just trying to help people grow up their brands and, and the profession, like the brand of the profession as well. But, um, but yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing that trying to fight something that you know, that you really don't want. And I really do believe that you like being in your, like your zone of genius and zone of creativity is like definitely powerful because if you're doing stuff that you just don't like, it just sucks a lot of energy away from you. I think that's perfect, man, because, you know, you can keep force, like the failures, I mean, 
four times trying to open up a practice. You know, I can relate to that because I, I, there's, I know how much work goes into trying to open up a practice, you know, so to keep coming back, that's some perseverance right there. And then to have the state of mind to listen and be like, okay, this is not for me. Let's go somewhere else. So that's a big deal. But there's something you said on, your, on the last question that I feel like I have to come back to because you talked about like your parents don't know what you do. Your parents, that you have a doctorate degree, what are you doing on Instagram, right? Because I think a lot of us, like, obviously, um, immigrants, parents, or first generation, they're like, go to school, get your degree, go work. And then all this other stuff is like, why are you wasting your time doing this? Even, even some Americans, you know, natural born Americans, whatever you want to call it, those parents still have that mindset of, why are you playing video games or why are you on your computer all day? Why aren't you reading a book? How do you connect with your parents or how do you educate your parents or how did you get over that? Um, because you're obviously still doing it. You didn't quit because they, you know, they, they probably didn't understand, but how did you get them to understand? Um, I don't even know if I'll be honest. I don't know if they fully understand. I think they've just slowly accepted it because I'll backtrack even further. So I'm an Asian brother and yeah, I have a doctorate degree in physical therapy, but like they wanted me to go to med school because that's the real doctor. Right. And like my ego, like I, my ego is in that matter. Like, I, I was like, I just don't want to be a physician. So they're like, you're not having a real doctor. So the, the fact that my dad, I don't know if he still does now, like, cause I'm not, I don't live in Cincinnati anymore. And but just being, when I was like physically being around him a lot more, he would just tell people like, yeah, he's kind of telling people that I was a physician. I was like, no, I didn't like, some people, I was going to say, he's a, he's a doctor, blah, blah, And then they would ask more, like, oh, what specialty are you in? And he's, like, trying to say physical therapy. And they're like, that's, a, like, a specialty of like, being a physician. Like, isn't that physical therapy? It's a whole different profession. But he's, like, trying to, like, make me sound better than I am, quote, unquote, better. But, like, there's no better or worse between the two professions. It's just what I wanted to do. I just didn't want to become a physician. So my ego, at least at that point, I was like, I'm not. Like, it's, it's totally fine. So, like, I think that just took a while from that so then especially after I became like a DPT like it took him a while to like be okay with that but then for me just to be like all right like do what I'm doing now he like I mean, probably has no clue what I'm doing now like um he knows like I'm honestly I don't think he fully understands my mom used to be like you just need to get a full-time job and just stay be stable and just have the money coming in and all this stuff and then like honestly maybe like 10 months eight to ten months ago she finally asked me she was like I'm, I'm a very like rebellious person just in general. So, so it's easier for me because I'm just like, my parents say something, I just do the opposite thing. Right. So like being like, well, from an Asian family, a household, immigrant household and everything, they probably like, weren't too like, fond of that. And like, I had a Mohawk for uh, five years. I used to have a grill back in high school. I used to like, like I, I just always been different and just rebellious and like, just do my own thing. I think after a while, like, like, like I said, like less than a year ago, about eight to 10 months ago, my mom was just like, what do you do? Like, can you explain to me? Like, and this is the first time she's like, I generally just want to know, like, I'm not going to say one thing or another. Like, I really want to understand, like, can, can I just understand what you do? And that was like the first time. And I was kind of explaining to her, like, I don't know if she still really got it, but I think she was a little more accepting of, of it. But I know that not everyone is like me. So it's easy for me because I've always been the rebellious one. And as an immigrant child, you always want to like, you know, still please your parents, any kid, I guess, you know, just to show your parents like so not so disappointed in you. And a lot more people like was off, you know, family first and all this stuff. They're like, still love my family. But like, now that I went to come to a doctor, you know, got a DPT, like my dad was like, 
all right, cool. Like, like he's proud that I have a doctor degree now, even though it wasn't the doctor degree that he wanted. And then kind of like what I'm doing now is like, well, when I go into, when I went into business, I kind of like explained the fact, I was like, okay, well, let me hustle here for a few years. Like I did PT school, but what if I end up making even more money? Cause like Asian immigrant parents, you know, we're just all about money. Like that, that's the status, right? And happiness. So I was like, well, if I go and make even more than PT, like, would you be happy with that? And I think when I explained it that way, I think to my parents, they're like, oh, okay, cool. Cause like, I knew what, it was kind of like marketing, right? You, you just kind of sell them on and on what they want. <laughs> and they're like, okay, cool, fine. You can hustle for a few more years. So I think that's maybe how I kind of sold them on that. But um, I'm just more like, fuck it. Like, let me do it. And then I'll show you the results at the end and they're happy with it. So yeah, that's amazing because I think I had the same thing with, when I told my mom, like, I don't want to be a physician. Like I had done all the stuff, I'm, you know, I, I, I was pre-med all through college, like literally with like, uh, I was a kidneys major with the bio and, and the chemistry minor, just preparing yeah. for med school, took the MCATs. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, that's, you know, I don't want to do step one, step two. What is all this nonsense? Like, I don't want to do all that. Like, I, I want to go out and I want to work. I want to start a business. I want, that's what I want to do right after my, um, you know, I don't want to go to residency and do some other, other nonsense. But she was like, oh my God, no, like, what, no, like I failed. Like she, she had failed as a parent. I'm like, no, it's not, you didn't fail as a parent. Like, I'm still going to be a doctor. She's like, oh, oh, it's still a doctor? I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll still be a doctor, just doctor of physical therapy. She's like, okay, let me look into this. And of course, and of course she starts asking her friends and she had one of my aunts call me and my cousin is an anesthesiologist and she was doing her residency she's like my mom you know what's going on like i was like listen it's not a big deal like i'm not dropping out of college to go travel like and do something crazy i just want to go a different route and i made her understand like and then finally it actually made sense so i'm i'm right there with you on that yeah but <laughs> we'll keep it moving on this like um What's a piece of advice that like you're really good at giving to other people that you're not good at doing yourself? Oh, that is a really good question. <laughs> um, I think I talk about this all the time. I'm very well aware of it. And my biggest weakness, I don't take my on my own, but I, I understand why I haven't been where I thought I would be at this point. Um, you know, however I determine success, which we won't go into that, but it's like, it's focus. I think my biggest thing, like, because I'm pivoting a lot, like, and what I've noticed for people who started the entrepreneurial journey at the same time as me, or other people that I've like, because like success leaves clues. So I was trying to follow all the people who have been successful. They have the one thing they want to do, and they just focus, like, laser focus, and go all the way into it. And I've pivoted over the few years. So even though I kind of started, you know, entrepreneurship at the same time. I've kind of shifted from one thing to another to another. And at the end of the day, like I, I'm looking, I've looked back on to see like all the stuff that I've done kind of encompasses like, like, you know, helping people grow their brand, but I just kind of different ways I've gone about it, like how I want to approach it and all this stuff. So like, that's part of the advice I would give to other people that I'm really bad at listening to myself is just focusing and having that one thing and just going with it. And for me, I'm very ADD and I've learned this, so there's this thing, it's kind of, it's called the Enneagram. I don't know if you know what that is. It's like a personality type of quiz, Myers-Briggs type of deal, but it's like actually legit. Describes me to a T, so I am a very, so like they have, I think, nine numbers with it. 
But anyways, I am a seven on there, which is like the enthusiast, the outgoing guy. And like, like you said earlier, you know, you're like, I got to toss a lot of people, right? I just love like everybody, just love talking to everybody. If I could do that all day and not even make money, not even work, I could just meet people all day. Like I would do that, you know? Um, and so I think that's for me. So like for me, my attention and focus is kind of all over the place. So I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and this. And I understand like that's what's holding me back from like where I ultimately want to be. So that's part of the advice is fucking focus on the thing that you want. But yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good advice. Um, that's, that's a big thing because a lot of us want to, then we want to keep jumping from one thing to one because we're either we're not given enough time. We're not patient. Um, and, you know, shiny object syndrome, which like I can tell you I'm number one. <laughs> I, I have that disease bad, but um, that's, that's really good advice. Focus is super important. Um, now, as we, as we wrap up here, who else would you recommend that I interview for this podcast? Oh man. Um, so I'll throw this question back at you and I'll post answer questions with questions, but what, what, what are you looking for specifically? Cause I mean, I, we, I know a bunch of entrepreneurs. So like, what, what, what do you want next? I guess, uh, like topic wise specifically. No, just, just in, in your opinion, who is going to benefit people like you, people, people, other entrepreneurs, like who have you come across in your dealings, in your path that was just like really beneficial to you that, Hey, they could also help other people. Yeah. I'll go off the system book ETs. I'll try to think, I'm trying to think of someone that you may not know as much. I really, I worked with her like December, January, uh, like, you know, this, this past year, last like six, seven months ago. And she just, the reason why she comes in my head as well is because I just, she just sent me uh, one of her mugs and has her on podcast now as well. But Eileen Wilder. Okay. Love her energy. Her story is freaking amazing. Um, she was a former like, pastor. I'm not, I'm not a religious person, so I don't know if that's the right terminology, but like in charge of a record church or something like that, like in, the, in, the, in that realm. So, and making like barely anything and the story of how like the success that she's gone the past few years has, has been amazing. And she is really good at closing and sales and putting offers and stuff out. And I think just having a different perspective of someone that is like totally different of like that you don't think of like entrepreneurship at all from like her background and everything and where she's at now. Like she's freaking amazing. She's probably one of like the nicest people I've met and but yeah, I definitely would check her out and reach out to her. But she is like, I literally just wrote down what she had on her mug that she gave me is do it now. Cause my big thing is also like, we just get shit in our heads and just like, Oh, like what if this happens, this happens, this happens. There's a lot of things I, I wanted to release that I haven't or just delayed way too long and realizing like I should have done this like months ago, even though I had the idea months ago. So her thing is like, do it now, do it now, do it now. Um, and going off that, like, she says, procrastination is the assassination of your destination. Wow. So, that's powerful. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if she moved the quote up, but she got it from someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's that quote like, stuck to me, and I was just like, fuck, do it now. So I have it written big on my whiteboard back here. But um, I definitely recommend um, reaching out to her. She, she's amazing. All right, perfect. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's way off the board. That's somebody I'm not familiar with, yeah. and I would love to uh, just to check her out for sure. Yeah. I think she, from from where she'd probably be beneficial to a lot of people here. So, um, what's going on in your life right now that you want people to know about? Um, 
don't know. That's that, I guess that's a very broad, very broad. <laughs> okay, uh, so let me ask you yeah. like this: what, um, as far as business wise, is there anything that you have going on right now? As far as like you know, anything you you want to share that yeah. people could benefit from? Yeah, especially now. So this is like you know, during COVID. You know, things are getting a little bit better and everything right now. But I think over the, at least for me, I think over the last couple years. I've been in the mindset of raise your prices, raise your prices, raise your prices. And like, that's, you know, that's the way to make money. That's the way to be successful. That's the way to, um, and I think like I was so ingrained in that and this other guy potentially, if you can reach out to him, like I'm in one of his like masterminds, his monthly masterminds is what he has. It's a totally different business model that I've seen in He's in Australia. His name is Lewis Mocker. So maybe a potential another interview for him, for him if you can get him. I, I I'm in his mastermind. I'm like I'm not engaged in as much as I should be in that group. But it's ninety. He's in Australia. It's ninety Australian dollars a month. I think that's like roughly sixty dollars right now. And he has a monthly mastermind. Um, and I, and I'll tell you where I'm going with my my thing right now. And he has and I learned this from him a low ticket super super high value because like he could honestly charge a thousand dollars a month for this thing like he like i i don't even know his full background but stuff that he has in his programs so what he does is has a monthly membership i'm a low cost but he has 700 plus people in that group in this mastermind and it's his value is insane like stuff that i've learned in there so i was like i can get one module and that's worth the whole year's worth of subscription just from the one damn module i'm like you could so then he has but he has like okay cool like Everyone's shooting for like those those launch periods. Like, okay, cool, sixty thousand dollars launch, thirty thousand dollars launch, hundred thousand dollars launch, and then like you do that two or three times a year. But then the rest of the year, you're like, I don't know, how money, how long this is gonna go. Like, he's like, I consistently know from a monthly membership, a low ticket monthly membership, for sixty dollars or ninety dollars Australian dollars a month, so sixty dollars a month. But he, that's what like sixty five, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a month that he's getting. And then he also upsells you in other courses that he has. He, ups, he has, that's just one business. He has like, I think multiple businesses and stuff. So my big thing is like, I'm not trying to sell anything on that, but like learning from him, like I have a low membership, like my big focus and everything I'm, I'm doing right now is realizing all these courses and stuff. Like I have an ambassador program, which is started off like helping PTs and PT students build like brand profession. They get like, you know, discounts into my store and my e-com store and everything, but also do a lot of mentorship in there. So I'm going through like a rebrand right now, even with that. Uh, since I've done that, but like being able to help them with other things, how to, to make money and stuff that I know from my my side on top of like learning branding and e-com and all that stuff that I know. And like that, that's just another way that I think a lot of people don't really think about of having a low membership fee, but having a lot of people and having such high value, like they would lose money if they canceled the membership because they're losing it on so much value. So I think that's what, that's the big thing that I'm focusing on right now that I think is a way that sometimes people are like, oh, we need to raise all these prices. I still have other higher end programs, but like, I think that's like my main focus that I'm trying to grow out and, and impact a lot more people that way. Perfect. So where, where can people go to find more information or if they want to get a hold of you? Yeah. So best way probably is Instagram. I still manage uh, like my DMs and everything with that. So if you guys want to reach out to me, we'll keep it simple. Let's go at physio. So P-H-Y-S-I-O underscore memes. Uh, M-E-M-E-S. So you can uh, just DM me there and, you know, saying that you heard this podcast and would definitely like have any questions, reach out to me and uh, we'll love to talk to you. Perfect. So Andrew has been awesome talking to you. Uh, I think there's a lot of golden nuggets, a lot of 
benefit for a lot of people. Um, definitely an inspirational story that you don't always have to just go in a straight path. Sometimes that path is curved, it's twisted, it's rounded around a tree, and you start over, and, but you just keep going. So uh, I appreciate you sharing your story. Um, is there anything else you want to share with the people before we get out of here? No, man. I just want to say thank you and appreciate you for, for having me on here and um, ask me some some great questions I've never heard before. It made me think of some stuff, too. So I definitely appreciate the interview, brother. All right. Andrew Tran. Thank you, sir.